All right, a good tovach. Let's go. So um, today's daf is Meseches Sukkah, daf Gimel, page three in Sukkah, and we got a little bit down onto daf Gimel. We're actually up to the words Omar Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchok. Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchok says it's approximately ten lines from the top of Gimel Amud Aleph. Let me count this: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven lines. Eleven lines from the top of Gimel Amud Aleph. All right, so the main focus of Daf Bez was the maximum height of a sukkah. We discussed 20 amas. We're going to get back to that at the end of our Daf. All right, there's uh, two dots, two lines from the end of Gimel Amr Bez. We're going to get back to the maximum height of a sukkah, but we're going to leave that for a little bit and focus... Instead of and focus on instead of the maximum height of a sukkah, but the minimum inside area required for the size of a sukkah. Okay, and we're eleven lines top of Gimel Amud Aleph. In order to really get the discussion of Daf Gimel Amud Aleph, if you don't mind indulging, let's. Uh, so let's. Before we see today's daf and pick up from Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak, it's worthwhile turning to daf Chavches, page 28. There's a Mishnah on daf Chavches. Let's take a moment to learn the Mishnah on daf Chavches, because that's really going to be, if we get this Mishnah on Chavches, we're going to grasp today's daf. Right? So let's turn ahead. Daf Chavches, Amar Aleph, um, a little bit more than halfway down on the Omud 28a, about two thirds of the way down, there is a Mishnah. Zok the Mishnah. Misha haya reishai verubai besukkah. A person who has his head and a majority of his body inside of a sukkah. Vishulchanai and his table. The Seich is inside his house. We don't know why he's doing this. Is it because he can't fit? Is it because he just has this weird thing? Table can't fit into his sukkah. He can't get through the door. But his sukkah is really big. But he can't get his table. We don't know why he's doing this right now. But the Mishnah says, a guy sitting in a sukkah. He's got his head and most of his body in the sukkah. His table's inside the house. Beishamai Paislam. Beishamai says, Puzzle. I don't know what Puzzle means. Does Puzzle mean the Sukkah's Puzzle? Does it mean that the way he's doing it is Puzzle? Not so clear. Ubeisilal Machshirim. Beisilal says, it's kosher. What does Beisilal mean? His Sukkah's kosher? Or does he mean that what the guy is doing is kosher? All right? Yeah, that's the main conversation. Amru lahem beishol beishamai. Beishilal who says it's kosher, says to beishamai. Lo kachoy amaisa. Didn't we have a story? Shaholchu zikne beishamai. Zikne beishol levakar sebechem and chorchenes. You know, both of our Rosh Hashivas. Went to visit Yechonah ben Horkinus, ben Horkinus, who matzu, she yeshiv reish rubu b'sukkah. 
Uh, he was sitting, as he had a majority of his body in the sukkah, but his table was inside the house. And even your Rosh Yeshivas didn't say anything to him. So you see that if the table's not in the sukkah, it's still kosher. So, uh, so Beishamai responded. They said, no, Misham Raya, that's not a story. That you, you have no proof. You got the whole story wrong. They surely did say something to him. And they told him, if this is what you do, where you keep your head and your body inside the sukkah, but your table inside the house, you never fulfilled your mitzvah of sukkah. All right? That's what, what I want to see from the Mishnah on Dav Chavches. So let's remind ourselves. Says the Mishnah, a guy is sitting in a sukkah. He's got his head and most of his body in the sukkah. The table's inside the house. Beishamai says, puzzle. Beishilal says, kosher. Basil says, well, proof to you it's kosher because there was a story where our Rosh Hashivas of Basami and Basil came there. Basil didn't say nothing. Basil says, yes, they did. Okay, period. Now let's turn back to Gimel Amad Aleph. All right, That's, we're 11 lines from the top of today's daf. Let's go. Amrash Shobar Yisrael, Shobar Yisrael says, Halacha. The halacha is, you want to know the smallest size measurement area inside of a sukkah to make a gusher? You got to fit your head, most of your body, and the table. Then, if you can fit that, it's kosher. Amr le'er Rababa says, Kiman, who are you passing like? Kibeshamai. You're following the opinion of Beishamai who says you need to be able to fit your table in. Because remember, what the Mishnah Chav Chesed? Beishamai says, oh, if the table doesn't fit in, it's puzzle. Your table needs to fit in. So you, Roshul Bar Yitzhak, who says you need the table, you're following the pin of Beishamai. Why are you following Beishamai? We usually pass like Beishilo. Amalei, he says to him, Ella Kuman, yeah, if you don't want me to pass me like Beishamai, who else do you want me to pass me like? Meaning, I'm sticking to my guns. If it ends up being Beishamai, it ends up being Beishamai. Okay, fine. That's, that's the conversation. Ikadamri. Some say the conversation went differently. Amar Rababa, the Amar Lachmani, who told you this halacha? Amar Le, he says, Veshamahi, Veshosu's men of the halachas like Veshamahi, and don't move from it. Okay. Now, the Gemara now, the thrust of today's daf is going to focus on this mission of Chavches. Let's go. Maslow of Nachmari, Yisrael, Nachmari, Yisrael says, Memai de Beishamai, how do you know that Beishamai will be selo besukkah katana pligi? Right now we're assuming that Beishamai is saying like this. If you can't fit a table into a sukkah, that sukkah is too small. And it's not going to be a kosher sukkah. Beishilal says, even if you can't fit the table, it's kosher. He says, Gemara, how do you know that's the machlekes? The Mishnah never said that. Did the Mishnah ever say we're dealing with a teeny sukkah? Maybe the case of Dav Chavches is the guy sitting in a humongous sukkah. He's sitting in a huge sukkah. Punked, it happens to be the table's outside the sukkah. That's it. So he's sitting inside a humongous sukkah. The table's outside. That you did not fulfill your mitzvah. You know why? Because if you have the table outside the sukkah, you might lean your head outside the sukkah when you're eating. It turns out you didn't eat inside the sukkah. And that's the problem. In other words, the machlekes is not about the minimum measurement of the sukkah. The machlekes is, can you, if you're in a sukkah and your food is outside, are you allowed to lean outside the sukkah to get your food? You'll be so sorry like us, you'll be so sorry, it's fine. 
It's a good question. In other words, our Mishnah didn't say that the Machlekas was concerning a minimum measurement size sukkah. It just said a guy who's sitting his head and the majority of his body in the sukkah, tables outside. It didn't say we're dealing with a, with a, a mini sukkah. Dekanami. And I'll prove to you that we're dealing with a larger size sukkah that happens to have the table outside. Tiktani, it says, and if the, the machlekes taka is about the minimum shear, it should have just said, oh, one says that it can fit the table, the other one says it can't fit the table. Yeah? But obviously we're not dealing with whether the table actually fits in. The question is whether the head is going to follow the table. He says to go out, really? So according to what you're saying, they're arguing about whether your head will follow the table and it's not a, the machlokas on Mishnah Dav Chavches is not a machlokas about a minimum measurement sukkah. What are you talking about? We learned in the If it holds, kosher. Rabbi, I mean, Rabbi says, you need them sukkah to have at least four amas by four amas. Now, four amas by four amas certainly is, bigger, is, is much bigger than that. Okay, I could fit because a table is a minimum is the smallest table. Four amas, six to eight feet, for sure is okay. The tiny iduch and the brayso says, Rabbi Yimer kol sukkah sheim ba'arba amas la'arba amas psula. The chamrim the chamsei afilu ena machzekes ela reishay virubai kshera veilu shochana like a dani. The cham don't mention the table at all. So you see that this whole conversation about reishay virubai is discussing the minimum measurements because the because the Rebbe was discussing the minimum measurement. He says, oh, it's four Amas. And the Chum who are talking to him say, oh, even if it's Eina Machzekes, Ela Reishe You see over here that uh, a sukkah doesn't need to be big enough to hold the table. Ultimately, the two Brises are asking a question on each other because the, about what the minimum measurement is. We'll say, no, it's not a contradiction. Maybe there's just different tanaim. One tana, uh, the, the tana that lists the table is going to be the opinion of Beishamai, who says you need to be able to fit the table as well. And the bride that doesn't list the table is going to be the opinion of Beishila. Herzechain, what's our point with all this? What's the main idea? The main idea is like this. We tried saying Machlekes Beishamai and Beishila is not really about the minimum measurement. We tried saying the Machlekes Beishamai Beishila is about whether if you have the table outside the sukkah, can you eat from that table? Because maybe your head will go outside the sukkah as opposed to bring the food inside the sukkah. But you see, obviously, they argue about the minimum measurement as well because otherwise we have a contradiction in prices. That's the proof, okay? There's a proof that Beishamai Beishila are taka, arguing about minimum measurement of sukkah because otherwise, because that's how we're understanding the, who's authoring each price. Now, Amar Marzutra, Marzutra says, Masnisa the Mishnah itself on Dav Chavches seems to imply that they're arguing not about whether your head will follow the table, rather they're arguing about the minimum measurement of a sukkah. Why? It's that use the word puzzle and kosher. Now, Vim Isa, if the Machlaika says about whether your head's going to go to the food outside the table, it should say, I hold you have not fulfilled your obligation of sukkah. And Beisol says, you have fulfilled your obligation. Are you focusing on the gavra, on the, perp- on the person? 
or you're focusing on the sukkah. If the if the machlekes b'sham beisel is focusing on the guy that he might take his head outside the sukkah, it should use the words yatsa or lo yatsa. You fulfilled your obligation or you did your obligation. But the Mishnah instead uses the words kosher and puzzle. Kosher and puzzle seems to imply we're dealing with the sukkah itself. It must be we're dealing with the minimum measurement. Ve'ela kasha mishahaya. Says the Gemara, ah, but one second. If you look at the wording of how the Mishnah was written, how the Mishnah on Chavchah start? A person, mishahaya, a person is sitting with his head and a majority of his body. So you see they're arguing on the person. They're not arguing, they're arguing on the circumstance. They're not arguing about the halacha of the minimum size sukkah. The Gemara says, no, 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 let's explain. Bishami and Basil arguing about both. Both what's the minimum required measurement of a sukkah and whether the table could be outside the sukkah. They argue about the minimum measurement of a sukkah. And they argue by a large sukkah as well. And this is how you read the Mishnah. Like this. Now we're now going to reread and re-explain the mission of Chavches. Mishahaya Raisha Berubai Besukkah. A guy is sitting inside of a sukkah, head and most of his body. Bishokhanoi Besaycha Bayez, but the table's inside the house. Bishamayamrim says, You have not fulfilled your obligation because your head's going to go outside. You're going to eat outside the sukkah. No, nothing doing. Bishamayamrim Yatsa. Bishol said, yes, you did fulfill your chiyav. As long as you know you brought the food into the sukkah, you have fulfilled your obligation. Let's say the sukkah is not big enough. It's not big enough to hold the table. All it could hold is a majority of his body. In that case, Bishamay will say puzzle. And Bishamay will say it is kosher. Period. End of that uh, end of that conversation concerning the Mishnah on Dav Chavches. So let's, let's talk outside for a moment to remind ourselves and to explain what just happened. The Gemara started out by asking, we discussed the tallest sukkah, that was yesterday, 20 Amas, what is the minimum required measurement? And we tried answering, bringing a Mishnah on Dav Chavches. Yeah? Do you need Raisha Berubai? That's Beis Hillel. Or do you need Raisha Berubai Bishokhan? The table as well. That was Beis We tried saying maybe that Machlokas has nothing to do with the smallest measurement. Maybe it's a Machlokas that just has to do with a sukkah, with a table that's outside the sukkah. Even if it's a large sukkah, maybe you can't have the table outside. You might start eating outside. Says the Gemara, ultimately, the Mishnah of Avraz are arguing about both. Arguing about both. Both scenarios. Bottom line, if a sukkah is big enough, according to Beis Hillel, to hold Raishai Verubai, your head and most of the body, that is the minimum required measurement to be kosher. And according to Beis Shammai, the minimum required measurement is Raishai Verubai Vishulchan. Okay. Here we go. Mantana Lahadatana Rabbana. Who is the author of the following Brysa? Six lines from the bottom of Gimel Amaral. Bayis she'enbo arba amos al arba amos. If you have a house that's smaller than four amos by four amos. So an ama is either a foot and a half or two feet. So any house that's not at least six feet by six feet by six feet by six feet. 
I build a structure that's five feet by five feet by five feet by five feet. Okay? That's my structure. Says the Bryce. You don't need to put up a mezuzah. You don't need to put up a maka. What's a maka? When you have an elevated area, you put up a fence so nobody falls off. You can't get tzaras. You know tzaras comes onto a home and it's matame the home. If it's less than four amas, the home does not become tame. It's not even considered a home. Does take on the halachas of homes in a walled city. The halacha is that if you sell your home outside of a walled city, you're not allowed to redeem it initially, but then you have until Yaival to redeem it, and by Yaival automatically goes back. The rule in a walled city is that after you sell a home in a walled city, you have one year to redeem it. If you don't redeem it after that one year, it's gone. It doesn't come back by Yaival. What if I have a five-foot home in a walled city? Says the Brisa, it's not even considered a home. So it doesn't take on the halachas of an ir If I sell it to somebody and I don't redeem it after the first year, it's not irreversibly mine. It will go back to me by Yoival. It's not considered like I sold the house. If somebody builds a five-foot home, he also doesn't leave from battle. We know that when the Jewish nation will go out to fight, one of the things that was announced by the Kohen appointed over war is anybody who built a home this year, a new home, should return. Don't fight. But if your home is less than Dalit al Dalit, even if you built it, you, it's not considered like you live in a home. And therefore, you'd still be obligated to go fight. You don't make an Erev Chatzerais. You don't make Shtufei Mavayais. Now, Erevi Chatzerais combines all the homes in the area, makes it like one home. Shtufei Mavayais makes all the Mavoys, all the courtyards, like one. Vein Manichem by Erev. And you also don't put the Chala for Erev Chatzerais, you don't put it into this home either. We now turn to Gimel Amadez. What are other halachas about a home that's less than Dalit al Dalit, less than four Amos? It's not considered an extension between two cities. We know that on Shabbos, you're allowed to walk up to 2,000 Amos outside the city. What's considered the city's edge? The last home. So if this home that's five feet, less than Dalit Amos, is the last home in town, we don't view this as the last home. It doesn't have the status of a home. You view the home prior to it. The last home that Dalit al-Dalit is considered the end of the city. And also brothers and partners do not divide it. Says the Gemara Rebbe. Let's say this Brisa is Rebbe because earlier in Amad Aleph Rebbe said that any area any sukkah that's less than Dalit Amis is not a valid sukkah. Over here you see any area that's less than four Amis is not livable. And therefore, you don't need to put up a mezuzah, you don't need to put up a So maybe that's the opinion of Rabbi Valera, but not the opinion of the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan say that you need only seven tzvachim by seven tzvachim. Answer the Gemara, wrong. I feel the Rabbanan. You could even say it's the Rabbanan. Over here the Rabbanan say that uh, sukkah is considered an edifice if it's seven tfachim by seven tfachim, 21 inches by 21 inches. The dirasarahi, because a sukkah by definition is something temporary. But as far as a house, the diras kebab, who? A house is something that's meant to be permanent. I feel the rabbana might, even the rabbana will agree. 
the Isfei Arba Amas al Arba Amas. Excuse me, if it has four Amas by four Amas, Dairi Ba'inchi, people will live in there. The Eloi, Loi Dairi Ba'inchi, if it's less than four Amas, people will not live in there, and therefore it's not considered an extension of a city, it's not Chayab Mezuzah, so on and so forth. Meaning, let's just talk, talk outside for a moment. Rebbe was of the opinion that a sukkah needs to be four amas. Is that connected to the opinions that a home to be obligated on mezuzah needs to be four amas? On that, the Rabbanan, the, uh, that the Gemara answers no. The definition of a sukkah and the definition of what a bias is are two separate things. And you can still say that a sukkah only needs seven tvachim, but still be of the opinion that a real home needs to be at least four amas to be considered a home. Okay. Now, why? Why is it that a sukkah, because it's temporary, only needs to be seven tfachim? But for all these other halachas, to be part of an Erev, to put up a mezuzah, if it's less than four amas, it's not considered a bias. Why not? Gemara is going to explain right now. Here we go. Amar Mar, the Tana taught us. If you have a house that's less than four amos, you don't need to put up a mezuzah, and you don't put up a fence on your roof. My timer. What is the reason if it's not four amos by four amos? All these things, they, uh, all these halachas don't apply. Says the Gemara, any area that's less than four amos is not considered a house. And by all those halachas, it says the word bias. There's no such thing as a house that is less than Dalit Amas by Dalit Amas. Okay, now, by an Eruv, it doesn't say you need to put it, it doesn't use the word bias. It says the Gemara, a house that's less than four Amas can't be the main area, or it can't join in an Eruv, and it can't join in Shtufe Mavayas either. You can't place the Erev into there. My time, why not? All these things need to be fit to be lived in, to be dwelled in, for these halachos to apply. Any area that's less than four amas by four amas is not fit to be lived in, and therefore it would be a joke to make this part of an Erev. We're a home that's part of an Erev. You can't even live in that. A home is something you can live in. If it doesn't have four amas, it's not livable, you can't tell me, you're, you, you can't tell me you're, you're, you're part of the same parsha. You don't even have a home, so we can't, you, not only can't you join, you, not only can't you be the central location, you can't even join in, you're not considered a bias. Okay. It seems that even though this house that's less than Dalit al-Dalit can't join in a Shtufei Mavayes, it says, it can't join Eruv Chatseris, can't join Shtufe Mivayis, but then it says you can't place Eruv Chatseris in it. It seems you, the, the bread for Shtufe Mivayis could be placed. Eruv Chatseris, my time. Why are you allowed to put Shtufe Mivayis into this home? Says the Gemara, like Garami Chatser Shabbat because considered a courtyard, and that's, that's exactly what Shtufe Mivayis is. Same way a courtyard is able to hold, uh, is able to hold the Eruv, so too. This area, even if it's less than Dalit al Dalid, is no worse than that and can be the location for a Shtufe Mavayas. The Tnan is learned in a Mishnah, Eruvi Chatseris, Bachatser. If you place your Eruvi Chatseris, your bread that everybody's being Mishtatafin, 
into a chatzar, shtufei mavoyish, mavoyish, shtufei mavoyish are placed in a mavoy, vavinamba, and we, we said about it, eruvei chatzeris, bachatzer, how can you place eruvei chatzeris into a courtyard, vatram, we learned in the Mishnah, nice and eruvei, eruvei bebei sharach, sadrum, our presence, a person puts an eruv at a base shar, the ent- uh, uh, entrance of his gate, achsadra, the overhang, umar peses, or a porch, ain't eruv, it's not a kosher eruv, because it's not chazi ladira, it's not fit to be lived in, v'hadar sham But if and also a person who lives there, it's not going to ruin it for everybody else, if he's not mishtatif. So you see that an eruv needs to go into a dwelling place, an Erev Chatzeris needs to go into a home that's in the Chatzer. It has to go into a Chatzer of a Mavi. And this five Amma home is certainly no worse, no less controlled uh, than a Chatzer that is inside of a Mavi. Period. End of that discussion. One last piece. I'm sorry, two more. Um, there are two more Allahs to discuss. That we mentioned about four amas that need to be four amas. It's not considered the last home between two cities. We don't even consider it to be like a borgen. In borgen, we're going to call it a guard booth that people would live in to protect the fields. Borgen a borgen, a guard booth that people would dwell in to, to you know be dwell live out in the fields. It does extend the city. You know why? Because at least it's, it's fit for what it's used for. It's fulfilling its use. Of um, Say over here, it's not meant to be a guard booth. It's meant to be a home. It's too small to be a home. Therefore, it's not fit for anything. And that's why it doesn't extend the city. And we also said, this is a fascinating mathematical conversation. With less than four amas, partners or children who inherit the father cannot split it up. Now, why can't you split up? Why can't you divide this home that's less than four amas? Time the less be amas. The reason why you can't divide it is because a home that's less than four amas is not a home. Ha is amas. But if the home would have four amas, it seems we can divide it. We may divide it. But one second. Once you divide it, what are you left with? No home. Because now each one's left with two. And you'll go and divide if you have eight amas of home. This way, each one could end up with at least four. So why say, oh, if it's less than four, you can't divide it? No, you should say, if it's less than eight, you can't divide it because you need at least that each one ends up with four. Says the Gemara, I'd rather say, It doesn't have the halacha of chaluka like a chatzer. Meaning, the Amar of Huna, of Huna says, how do you split up a chatzah? How do you split up a courtyard? According to the amount of entrances that it has. Okay, you know, if it has four entrances, I'm going to get two entrances. You're going to get two entrances. You give four amas for each Pesach. So if I have two entrances, I'm going to have four amas around that entrance and then around my other entrance as well, so on and so forth. And the rest of the area gets divided equally. Okay. Says the Gemara to wrap it up for today. These halachas are talking about a home where things could be done in it. 
So a larger home, you could do things in it. So Yahavina la chatzer. Therefore, you give it a chatzer. You got, you got to buy the chatzer because you need use for the home. In order to get to a home, you need a lawn. You need a little bit of land to be able to get to your house. Hi, but if you have a house that, that is less than dalid al dalid, the lemistarkai, since it's not meant to be lived in. So what are you going to do with a home that's five feet by five feet? It's going to be knocked down. It's going to be destroyed. You don't give it any chatzar whatsoever. And we'll hold it here for today. For two lines to the bottom of Gilmah Medveiz and Bezrem. Tomorrow, tomorrow morning, we will pick up with the, with, uh, the Gemara of Haisa Gavaya Mesem Amma. And this is going to go back to the discussion of Daf Bez of what is the, you know, of going back to Allah of the highest, um, the, the highest level of schach. We're going to get into some fascinating conversations again about that. We'll hold it here for tonight. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Agutabach, everybody.